Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. Hi everybody and welcome to Ozarks Hanks and Hooch. This is season four. Wee! Episode one. Yay. This is Dina. That's Dawn. Hi. Um, obviously, I'm going to host tonight, and Dawn's got the big story for you. Um, mm-hmm. We're together. We are in the same room in the same state. We are using the same microphone. It is. It's yes. crazy. It's crazy. So, we who. We even made our drinks together. This mm-hmm. doesn't happen very often. It's kind yeah. of exciting. Um, okay, housekeeping. Here we go. Um, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We're, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. Like, there's usually no one at my house when I do this, but Dawn's here, so everyone's at my house today. So I apologize for children. Um, I've got the dog locked away because his toenails are too long and you can hear him on my floor (laughs) so he's put in the other room um there is no mowing because it's still hot as satan's butthole in missouri yes and you can't mow anything because everything's dead really um when you go on to listen to us and you look at us on all the different um outlets we are on all of them Right, all yeah, the different all platforms. All the pro- yeah, we are. Um, make sure you subscribe, and when you subscribe, make you sure you give us all the stars that you can. Um, when you do that, when people search for anything to do Ozarks or Haints or Hooch or whatever they search for, we pop up um, in the top of the list. So right, it is good for us when you give us all the stars. So please do that. We release on the first and the fifteenth of each month. Um, our website is ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com, and I will also mention our Patreon. If you guys would like to support us in any way, please, please go on to our Patreon and um, give us a give us a like on that, and we will get you some. If you give us dollars, we'll give you some presents. Yeah, neat little treats. Yeah. So. Um, I don't think we have any shout-outs, Dawn. Do we have any shout-outs right now? No, but we should tell them. Um, I know we promised you that we were going to do a live stream, but as Dina said, it is hot. Oh, it so is bad. so hot. It's hotter here in the Ozarks by like 12 to 15 degrees than it is in the Deep South. And so we would expire if we walked around so we're gonna wait till it cools down a little bit and then we really are gonna go visit some places but you you may have to give us an episode or two yeah it's just too hot to be outside during the day unless you're sitting in the creek the lake or a pool yeah unless water is up to your neck and then you're fine yeah Yeah. okay well i'm gonna go ahead and tell you about our drink Mm -hmm. um it is called Cave of Wonders. Uh, what it's called. Wonder why. And we'll see in just a moment. Dawn hates it. I don't hate it. It's just not it tastes, me. It tastes like a Shirley Temple with some kick. I like mm-hmm. it. So you take, um, this is actually makes two drinks. So you get three ounces of pineapple vodka, 
three ounces of cherry liqueur, two small splashes of grenadine, and Sprite or any type of lemon lime soda. It also calls for dry ice, but seriously, who has time for that? Right. So you take two glasses, you put um, an ounce and a half of the pineapple vodka, an ounce and a half of the cherry liqueur, and a splash of grenadine in each glass. You top it off with Sprite, Sprite, We've been shopping in Springfield all day. Yes. We're both a little tired. Sprite. And then um, it's said to add the dry ice. I just added ice cubes. Um, it's good. I like it. It's okay. The cherry's good. I, you can really taste the cherry flavor. And so that's good. Yeah. It's all right. I like it. I like you it. You know, she likes the fruity stuff. I do like the fruity stuff. So that's it. I'm done. Okay. Is it me? It it's me. Good. So I'm going to let Dawn talk. Talk, Dawn. Except I may interrupt her because what she's doing hers on, I have a little information on, but she may say it and then I won't have to. That's, so. well. So, um, this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart um, um, because in, I grew up uh, as a really small child um, in the early 60s hanging out at Silver Dollar City because my parents were actors and they acted with Shad Heller who was the mayor of Silver Dollar City and they knew the Hershans and later I went to school with um, some of the Hershans and I'll talk about that in a minute but um, tonight's episode is going to be about Marvel Cave. Yeah. So the cave was known by the Osage Indians in the early 16th century after a tribe member fell through the cave's main entrance, which was a sinkhole, and it was in a place that they named Devil's Den. Osage legend has it that the name came about when a young bear hunter and a bear fought on the edge of a great hole and fell into it one evening. When they came back the next day, all they saw was blackness and a hole that seemed to have no bottom. Hence, the legend says the name Devil's Den. Um, and I should have said, <clears throat> I'm going to start out with some history and then uh, a little bit of a description. And then we've got, um, thanks to a friend of mine, some ghost stories. Um, the information comes from silverdollarcity.com. BransonTourismCenter.com, Wikipedia, of course, and the Shadowlands.net, and then my friend Bruce Hershend. So, uh, back to the history. In 1541, there is some evidence that Spanish explorers entered the cave hoping to uncover riches and possibly the Fountain of Youth. But the first, I mean, that's just sort of legend. There's no written evidence. But the first recorded evidence was in 1869 when explorers descended into the cave looking for priceless mineral deposits. Led by a man named Henry T. Blow, which I think is very funny, <laughs> a St. Louis-led industry leader, the party traveled by horseback to the entrance of Devil's Den. One by one, the miners lowered themselves over 200 feet down into the vast unknown blackness. They carried lanterns for light and spent hours studying the cave walls, carefully searching for signs of mineral deposits. The miners returned to the surface late that evening, having failed to discover the lead ore they sought. 
but convinced that marble, marble, M-A-R-B-L-E, could be found inside the cave because there is marble in the Ozarks. But in fact, no marble was ever mined from Marble Cave, only bat guano. So originally, it was called um, Marble Cave. So in 1894, Canadian entrepreneur William Henry Lynch and his two daughters, Miriam and Genevieve, opened the cave as an Ozarks tourist attraction. Lynch ran the cave with his daughters until his death in 1927. Dina. Mm -hmm. Novelist Harold Bell Wright represents one of the many famous spelunkers, if you guys don't know that, spelunkers are cave people, not that live there, but that like to go in them. Um, He was one of the many spelunkers to venture into Marvel Cave. The Harold Bell Wright Passage is before the waterfall room, for those of you guys that have been in Marvel Cave. and Harold Bell Wright, uh, who we know is the author of The Shepherd of the Hills, was friends of the Lynches and stayed in the cave for days at a time. So they stay. So they say. Uh, can I mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so if you've read The Shepherd of the Hills, um, Howard and Matt Howard ends up living in a large cavern in uh, down in Dewey Bald. Well, later in life... Um, Harold Bell Wright said that he took liberties, his artistic liberties, with the story. And the cave that he is describing in the book is actually Marble Cave, which they called Marble Cave at the time. And he just moved it to Dewey Bald. Okay. There's a little history there. So, um, supposedly, there's a cabin located in the passage where Harold Bell Wright stayed. Some people believe that he wrote parts of his book in the cave. How, How would you know seriously? that? Well, and it's dark in there. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, they had torches and stuff. Um, some believe inside the cabin he painted a picture of the book's character, Maggie. The cabin that is there now is a replica, not the original, although it uses some of the same wood. So we know there was a cabin in there. We're just not really sure if Harold Bill Wright actually stayed in there. Have you found anything that he stayed in there no somebody asked me that the other day and i have not read anything in my research that i've been doing i haven't read anything about that so you know like we've said before i mean we're taking all of our information actually from various sources and you know the interwebs they're not always true so Um, We're just kind of presenting what we find. But Dina's actually doing some pretty serious research for Shepherd of the Hills. So I'll refer to her a lot. The name of the cave was changed to Marvel Cave shortly after his death. And his two, this is Lynch, Mr. Lynch. And Lynch's two daughters operated the attraction until leasing it to the Hershen family. Now, um, anybody that knows anything about Branson has heard about the Hershens. Um, Hershen Family Entertainment uh, owned Silver Dollar City, Whitewater, Talking Rocks Cabin, Cavern. Um, at one point, they owned uh, what is now Dollywood. I mean, they're, they own entertainment properties all over. The, their theme park was literally, and they're talking about Silver Dollar City, what would become Silver Dollar City, was literally built around the entrance to Marvel Cave. Upon the foundations of a 
genuine 1800s mining town called Marmaros. Marmaros is Greek for marble. It was a small town, there was a real town named this, that formed along with the Mar Marble Cave Mining and Manufacturing Company in 1884. Um, Marmaros was originally called Marble City, and it was located on the rough hilltop near the cave and recorded a plat map at the courthouse in Galena, Missouri. So we know that Marmaros was real. Um, and connected to Marvel Cave. Marmaros contained a hotel, general store, pottery shop, white oak furniture factory, and was rumored to have a saloon. The town turned into a ghost town in 1889 after the Marble Cave Mining Company closed. When the Lynches bought the cave, the town was burned to the ground by the local group of vigilantes known as the Bald Knobbers, which, yeah, well, Dina's done a whole episode on them, mm -hmm. so um, yeah. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, I don't know. yeah, go back and look that up, and we, uh, you'll see pictures um, on the website. Okay, so way fast forward to 1950. Hugo Hershend, a Danish immigrant from Chicago, his wife Mary and sons Jack and Peter leased the cave. By 1960, the Hershens introduced their 1880s Ozark Mountain Village called Silver Dollar City theme park. Um, Hugo was a vacuum cleaner salesman originally. When he purchased the lease, it was a 99-year lease on the cave in 1950. Um, from the Lynches, which I'd always heard that too, that it was a 99 year lease. Mm -hmm. I just read that in something I was looking at. Okay, yeah. so we know that's true. Okay, after Hugo Hershen's death in 1955, his wife Mary took over the day to day operation of the cave. With the aid of her two sons, Jack and Peter, Mary Hershen was able to make vast improvements to the cave. They added concrete paths and stairs to the cave a tower from the sinkhole to the top of the debris pile, which is on, um, I'll put a picture of that on the website. Also, oh boy, they added a narrow gauge funicular, which is a cable pulled car. And that was, that was really, as a kid, one of the most exciting parts about Marvel Cave was the cable car ride back up. And that, the um, cable car was built in 1957. And the trains pulled, that cable car pulled visitors a distance of 218 feet from the depths of the cave up to the surface. Before building the cable train, the Army Corps of Engineers said that it could not be built because a cable train cannot make a turn like the one the Hershens planned. The Hershens built it anyway, and it's still in operation. Um, we were just at Silver Dollar City last week, and a friend of mine who was with us had never been in a cave. And the tour takes a little over an hour, and it just we just didn't have time. So I don't even I can't even tell you the last time I've been in that cave. It's been a long time. I know. So we'll just say that whatever I got this from is right. That it's still working. I mean. We know you can go into the cave. We're just not sure how you get back out. So um, this is interesting. I found this little tidbit. On July 7th, 1963, an underground altitude record was set by Don Picard flying a hot air balloon around the massive cathedral room. Wow. 
I didn't know about that. Later in 1994, five hot air balloons were flown simultaneously in the cathedral room in celebration of the 100th anniversary of giving cave tours. You would think we would have known that. Yeah, what year was that? 1994. Oh. Once the cable train was in operation, the Hershens decided to recreate the mining village Marmoros for tourists waiting to go on a tour. And that's what opened in 1960, um, and which has now become this massive uh, theme park called Silver Dollar City. In 1972, Genevieve, one of the daughters, died and bequeathed the cave to the College of the Ozarks. Um, at the time, it was called School of the Ozarks, and the First Presbyterian Church of Branson. The Hershens continue to operate the property under lease, so the lessors now are College of the Ozarks and the First Presbyterian Church. According to Silver Dollar City Park legend, a local group of vigilantes, unofficial, the unofficial Stone County chapter of the Ball Knobbers, were known for throwing people through the sinkhole into Devil's Den around the mid-19th century. Though it's likely that the roving ball knobbers and outlaws would have undoubtedly chosen to dispose of their victims through the sinkhole, um, the ball knobbers didn't form until 1883, so, so that's after that legend. And, and they were replaced by an unofficial chapter in 1886 nearby, in nearby Christian County with unofficial chapters in other counties, including Stone, where the cave is located. So the, the, the dates are off a little bit and, um, uh, as far as the ball numbers using that hole as their body disposal uh -huh. place. <laughs> so um, just a little bit about the tours and then the rooms, uh -huh. and then we'll talk about the, the scary stories. So early tours, the first guided tours in the cave were in 1894 run by the Lynches, they lasted eight hours and were by candle or lantern. <laughs> That's a long day. Um, visitors climbed through the sinkhole on a, on a hundred foot ladder down to the top of the pile. Um, then you were instructed to slide down the pile to the bottom. You received a candle to light your way. The tours included the Egyptian room, now the shoe room. For you guys that have been in the cave, they'll tell you to look up and it looks like a big shoe. Yeah. This is really hard for me to remember. I wish we could have gone in the cave before we did this episode because, yeah. uh, okay. The lakes passage and you saw formations such as the great white throne, which they now call the Liberty Bell and the spring room Sentinel now just called the Sentinel. After the Hershens started tours in 1950, they removed the wooden stairs um, and ladder and added concrete stairs and paths through the cave. Current tours last about an hour and are limited to 45 people. So just some uh, facts and things about um, the cave itself. The waterfall room is the lowest room on the tour. It's 505 feet below the surface. The source of the water is from an underground stream named the Lost River. This room can flood to the ceiling during rainy seasons. So if you all have ever been to Silver Dollar City, um, you'll 
Marvel Cave is, and Silver Dollar City are so connected. You know, there used to be a ride called the Lost River. Well, that all comes from mm-hmm. the original attraction, which was Marvel Cave. Um, the Elves Chamber was always my favorite room as a kid. It's at the top of the terminal dome pit extending upwards from the Mystic Pool Room. Um, numerous calcite formations can be seen in this area of the cave. The ceiling is filled with long stalactites and covered with helictites. I should have figured out what that was. Helictites. I don't know what that is. The entrance to the cable train tunnel is located in the elves chamber, making it the last room on the tourist trail of Marvel Cave. At one time, when I was a kid, so that's the last room you end up in, and they had these little singing... They weren't animatronics, as I remember, but they were sort of pictures of elves, and lights went on and off, and they sang you a song oh, as you no. leave. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think that happens anymore. Um, in 2006, Marvel Cave started offering the Lantern Light Tour. In this tour, the electric lights are turned off in the cave, and lanterns are given to each member of the tour. Um this tour is limited to 20 people and costs extra. I mean, there is a cost here, but I'm not so sure that applies. The tour has been extended into the Mammoth Room, making it the first tour to incorporate this room in more than 50 years. One is also able to see both the summer and fall sections of the Waterfall Room if it's not flooded. And the tour lasts about an hour and a half. Um, The guide for this tour as far as we know, because I've never been on it, focuses on the history and folklore of the cave and is able to go into more depth about um, information about the cave. Um, I do know they used to, and again, not sure they do it now, but they used to, if you, even if you weren't on the lantern tour, at one point they would turn all the lights off mm-hmm. and let you I see how black, the, yeah, black the is. cave uh-huh. is. Yeah. Can uh, I add my, my Shepherd of the Hills knowledge? Here? Sure. Yeah, so rock on while Truman I'm looking. Truman Powell, who, did you talk about him already? Mm-mm. Okay, Truman Powell, who, Harold Bell Wright, they thought it was said. Now, Harold Bell Wright says, no, there were only three people that he wrote the book about, and that was Uncle Ike, Levi Morrill, and the Rosses. That was it. Well, four people, because young Matt was their son. But, um... They, those that lived here, believe that Truman Powell was who he took his shepherd um, prototype from. Okay. And Truman Powell um, was actually friends with Levi Morrill. And that's how he came down here, was he kind of followed Uncle Ike down here. They owned a, a, a newspaper together. Anyway, Truman Powell and his son... Waldo Powell, who they thought was Ollie Stewart, um, would give Harold Bell Wright, they were friends with the Lynch sisters, and they would give um, Harold Bell Wright's uh, guided tours. They would go down into a okay. cave with them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's all. Okay. But I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, very. That's... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, I, I did not... I mean, I grew... I... I I was trying to think how many times I've been in this cave, and I don't even know, because I was in caving club in high school with Bruce Hirschend and other people, mm-hmm. and so we went in Marvel Cave 
not as a Silver City Cave tour, you know? Like, I don't know how many times I've been in this cave. A lot. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, I, I never knew that it was supposedly haunted, but evidently it is. And I'm going to tell you some ghost stories now. So, um, this ghost story came from a person who goes by A. Clemens at dialnet.net. That was their uh, sign-off name. Um, oh, I'm sorry, i got to scroll up. Under the shadowlands.net, so you can find this ghost sto- story there. So I'm going to speak in his voice or hers could be a a woman. I've been told at least two different stories concerning Marvel cave at silver dollar city. The first told to me by my uncle who was a tour guide there a few years. They were confirmed by another tour guide who's worked there for at least 25 years. Okay. When you enter the cave, you're standing at the top of a metal tower in the cathedral room. That's true. Remember the metal tower replaced the wooden ladder. This room is large enough to fit the Statue of Liberty inside with only her torch sticking out of the sinkhole. And they tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, The tower stands on top of a huge pile of debris, which I've talked about, mug, rocks, and leaves that have fallen through the hole over the years. The legend is that people standing at the bottom of the debris and looking up at the top of the tower witness a woman in a white dress looking back at them. The tour guide at the bottom radioed the guide at the top about her. He never saw her, but as he turned around, he felt a hand on his shoulder. I'm going to tell you something related to that in a minute. The other story concerns my uncle and his personal experience with the cave ghost. When he was still new, a part of his job was to clean the walkways. This job consists of being completely alone in a huge cave. He was finishing up on the tower, his mindful of stories... Um, that people had told him about the spirit. And rather than worry about the spirit, he decided to put his mind at rest once and for all. He stood up and looked out at the vast cathedral room. He said, if you're here, do something now and get it over with. Nothing happened, so he went back to his work. Suddenly, a roar echoed throughout the room. My uncle grabbed his stuff and hightailed it out of the cave. Partway up the stairs, he realized what the sound was. There is a formation in the room called the Liberty Bell. It's thousands of years old. To help with cleaning, there was a drain behind the formation. It was installed to keep the dirty water away from the formations. The roar was the water going down the drain. (laughs) This story is important because of what happened later. One day, he was working down one of the off passages that are closed to the public. There is no electricity there, so he brought his miner's helmet, which has a light on it. Deep into the passage, his cord snagged on an outcropping of rock, and his light was gone. The passage instantly plunged into total darkness. He realized he was going to have to get on his knees and feel his way out. I know, that's like a nightmare. Oh my gosh. Once on his knees, lights came on in the passage. He cautiously made his way to an area with a light so he could fix his helmet. Once there, he turned the passage, turned to the passage and said, thank you. With that, the lights went out. Later, he told this to one of the other guides and was informed that although there were lights in that area, there hadn't been electricity running there for years. He then was told that the cave had accepted him because of what he said at the drain incident. I have yet to see the apparition on the tower, felt the presence there. I believe it because I cannot go in there outside of a tour. 
I do believe in them, though, and hope someday I'll look up at the tower and see the cave spirit looking back. Um, so to uh, kind of explain um, the cave uh, in scientific terms, I guess I should have done this before that story, but Marble Cave is considered a wet limestone cave, and if you've ever been in it, it's wet all over. <laughs> complete with formations that are still alive and growing. Um, so the first thing you do down this tower is you travel 300 feet below the surface and enter the cathedral room, like we said. The breathtakingly beautiful cathedral room is the largest cave entrance room in the United States. And I said this in another um, episode, but Missouri is the cave state. So, I mean, everything below us is hollow. Marvel Cave, this is interesting, I didn't know, is host, I mean, I knew it was host to a variety of bats and salamanders um, because when you go through the cave, I've never been in that cave without a bat buzzing my head, so... Anyway, but it has been recognized for its outstanding work in preserving its colony of endangered gray bats. I didn't know that. Mm -mm. They're a little bitty. So, like I said, I went to high school with Bruce Hershon, who's Jack's son, and I contacted him and said, hey, have you, and this is before I even read the story I just told you. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hey, have you, have you ever heard any ghost stories? Because I knew Bruce had been a guide, and he goes, oh, yeah, I got some for you. So anyway, these are all from Bruce, and we want to thank him a lot for taking the time to write all this down. So I'm going to speak in his voice. There are several Marvel Cave ghost stories. I've had a few myself. I grew up playing in Marvel Cave, because of course he did, and later became a guide and a maintenance man. I've worked many thousands of hours alone in the cave, so I'm not prone to fear. Most strange happenings could, upon research, be easily written off to some natural process, like the first story he talks about is called The Water Children. So in the waterfall room, dripping and splashing has made thousands of people question why there are children playing and laughing. Because, you know, water kind of sounds like yeah. that. Dripping combined with a bat wing sound as they glide down um, has long explained it. But one winter day, I distinctly heard Russ Stevenson who had asked to take the day off to go to Springfield. Russ was another guide. I could not hear his exact words, but the cadence and tone matched his perfectly. Not at all like the water children. This was Russ. He would stop as if it was a conversation, and then he'd launch into one of his stories. I thought it strange that he brought someone along with him. I was on my way out, but I waited a while thinking he would catch up with me. It was so believable that I went back down looking for him. Several times it sounded like he was just around the corner. I made the loop to the waterfall room, up the Harold Bell Wright passage, and back up to the shoe room. Apparently he made the loop just ahead of me, but I could hear him as if he went back down. I hollered a few times, but no reply. I finally gave up. The next day I teased him about making me walk back down all those stairs, and he assured me that he was not in the cave. Oh, oh, creepy. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, working in the cave alone one day, it was not going well. 
Each task I had planned for that day ended with not having the right tool for the job. It's a very long walk up, hundreds of feet of stairs to go back to get the right tool. And if you guys have ever been in the cave, you do have to walk down this big freaking tower. Um, and you can't carry a heavy toolbox with everything you might need. So every day you come with at least three things to do. Nothing I tried was going to work with what I had. So rather than leaving, I thought of another task off to the flood control dam. I'm not sure what that is. Mm -hmm. As I approached the room, I started to feel like I was carrying a heavy burden. Just the weight on my shoulders made me pause. I looked around, but nothing could explain the increased pressure, atmospheric pressure, dry to wet changes. I thought of a dozen things that didn't explain it. I continued on another 30 feet down a little ladder I was just a 10-foot crawl to get to my task, but it felt like a wind was blowing in my face. Way too strong to be natural. I laughed at the silence. Of all people, me feeling fear. How silly was that? But the weight persisted. Not as if someone were pushing, but more an emotional despair. Finally, in frustration, I said out loud, You're not going to let me get anything done today, are you? Immediately behind me, like six inches from the back of my head, a loud voice said, no. <laughs> okay. okay, full fear on. I started to leave, but halfway out the paved trail, I thought again, how silly. I'm in control of my emotions. In thousands of hours in this cave, in many strange situations, fear was, ever with, was never with me. So again, I said out loud, can I get anything done today? And again, just behind me, no. The voice was not angry, but stern. All the hair on my arms and legs stood up. I was heading out at a fast walk. I knew if I broke out into a run, I'd never make it out without having to stop and rest. So no running, no breaks, just a very fast walk. I dropped the bag I was carrying to be retrieved another day, but then something strange. As I got to the tower, almost out, the weight was lifted off me. The tone I guess he means like the atmosphere, mm -hmm. switched to positive and perhaps relief. I stood on the tower overlooking out into the big room and, if it, and it was if the cave was a happy place again. I thought of going back down to work some more but thought not to push my luck. I have no idea what would have happened to me if I'd stayed. Was it a guardian angel? I have no idea who said no. I was alone not where people would have thought to look for me. If something had happened, it would have taken a very long time before anyone would have found me. I've worked alone many times after that, never had an ounce of fear. I feel protected. Um, and I thought this was really important, what he says here, and then I'll tell the scariest story. But he says, Marvel Cave has had many people with a strong, positive, emotional tie to this place that have passed and become speculation of who the spirits are that visit the cave often. Fred, Rex, Harold, Ms. Mary, the Lynch sisters, and so many more it could be. But in each case, the spirits were not harmful or scary. They've been playing, admiring, encouraging, or at peace. That is very important to point out. The spirits in the stories have all been loving, positive influences. We may be startled to experience them, but they were never a threat. All right, and then this last story is the best one. So remember the guy before. Okay, this is Bruce again. I was giving a tour, and in the bottom of the cathedral room, 
It was okay. He, I was giving a tour, and in the bottom of the cathedral room, I looked up and saw a man dressed in all white standing on the middle layer of the tower. I thought one of my guests must have stopped. I went to the phone and asked them, the other people, tour guides, to send someone to gather my lone guest. They said another tour guide, Linda, was about to come in with her tour, so I waited until she finished her talk. The figure stood there, both hands on the handrail, as if he was admiring the room, genuinely impressed at the huge size of this room. Before Linda finished her presentation, the person in white, not 20 feet below her, stepped back into the shadows and disappeared. Um, there is no place he could have gone to get off the tower unless through Linda's tour or to mine. I asked my tour of 60 people if they saw the figure, and they all said yes. Linda got to me, and I asked if he had joined her, and she said no one was there. That's yeah, that is a good one. All right. Um, and then his, you know, he talked about... As a teenager, he spent nights in the cave, yeah. which is brave. I mean, I well, guess if I you've been be, down there. I don't know. It would be scary, I yeah. think. I would hear noises and. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Well, and, you know, bats and stuff. So I'm really night blind. And um, now it's gotten worse. Like, I never really saw great in the dark. But, um, you know, I have been um, not in Marvel Cave's Lantern Tour, but I have been on a a lantern tour in other caves and i'm telling you i mean it when all the lights go out it's so black i mean i understand how people get lost and actually when we were in high school um people used to sneak into marvel cave all the time in the off season and when we were in high school two people snuck in there and um died of hypothermia and they sent us in they sent the caving club in i know you told me that that's crazy i know thank god we didn't find him i'd have been traumatized but Forever, it, somebody yeah. else did i mean it was adults somebody else found him but um but yeah you know you don't want to i mean i've been in non-public caves before back in the day and i don't know they're just not anything you want to mess around with um because no light is no light so mm -hmm. Anyway, thank you to Bruce, and um, we really enjoyed those stories. And, and reading about Marvel Cave, like, just sent me back to my childhood. Because, you know, anytime somebody would come to visit Mom and Dad, we would take them to Silver Dollar City, and we always had to go to Marvel Cave. So that's my yeah. story. It was a good one. And I enjoyed the ghost stories. Me too. Who knew that? I don't know. I don't think I, I... It makes sense, though. I think there's nothing in the Ozarks that isn't haunted. I yeah, mean, I think you're right. You know, there, it's just too much... The, history. Well, yeah, history. And, you know, the bald numbers killed a lot of people, so there has to be angry ghosts out there. And it was right? a hard life. I mean, this is... You know, you'll hear when you listen to history about this area... Um, you can't grow anything here except maybe tomatoes. I mean, it's it's all rocks. It's all limestone. That's why Missouri's the cave state. So people came here, and it was beautiful, but it was a really hard life. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you could 
dig some minerals or maybe you could have some cows or pigs but you didn't make a gazillion dollars no you just grew what you ate yeah and really make a crop like a cash crop out of it yeah you just had a garden and so you know people suffered because of that and i think anywhere there's suffering Mm -hmm. there's going to be hauntings yeah no matter whatever you believe that is the bald novers though they started out as a um, an organization to help they did not end up that way uh-huh. and they killed people just to kill people we got in yeah. their way there was threatening their power yeah. i mean there's you know there's several vigilante groups there's like the jayhawkers in kansas same thing after the civil war i mean it was a lawless land you know so groups of people would protect their community but when they got a little power under their belt they kind of it went changed. crazy yeah. and yeah hmm that so, sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so this was um, this was a little fast, like because again we thought we were gonna go do a live show for you. We were like, oh my god, this whole week, literally, it has been hundred degrees or more, or one hundred three. One day it was one hundred five. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's scary, almost dangerous. And so I was like, I can throw something together about Marvel Cave. So that's what we did. It so, was good. It was good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm, now I'm, I think I need to. And we should go to the cave because it's always a balmy, like, 70 degrees it down is. there. It you is know? nicer down there than it is outside. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So if you, you all are heading to Silver Dollar City, go to Marvel Cave. You'll yeah. cool off. So. Super quick. So. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for Yay. listening. We appreciate it. Um, say goodbye, Don. Goodbye, Don. Bye. And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't, keep, keep your, your big, big mouth, mouth shut. shut.